just because we came hey. to stand before the august occasion to speak this morning i thank presiding elder and the first lady of the house Amen. i salute you for giving me the seat in the house i also want to thank our area head and the district pastor and also want to thank the local presbytery for this time in his presence. If I begin to mention names, I'll do wrong, so please forgive me. Today we want to look turn our Bibles and turn to Daniel chapter four. Daniel chapter Daniel chapter three, sorry. Daniel chapter three. Daniel chapter three. My assignment this morning is to encourage us this morning. Amen. We are to encourage one another. Hallelujah. Amen. It got to a time Jesus called his disciples and said, Come, let's reason together. So there's a time that we have to reason. And as we reason, what the reasoning means that we are putting our thought process together. And as we put our thought process together, we begin to find a solution. Because whenever you come at a table and you pull your chair to the table and I also pull my chair to your table, your, your input is relevant. My input is also relevant. So therefore, before we leave the table, what happens is we end up getting a conclusion. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said, come, let's reason together, which means that he wasn't coming in a way of a detector to impose himself on you, but rather he is coming so that your input and his input will make it relevant. And that's what we're about to do today. We are trying to put our thoughts together. And as we put our thoughts together, we leave as redeemed of the Lord. The word for this morning is maintaining the faith. Maintaining the faith. Maintaining the faith. I've been going through this scripture and all this time and I keep wondering, maintaining the faith. Now, when we talk about faith, all we know is sometimes, excuse me to say this, that we think that faith is about what we get and what we aspire for. So immediately if we say faith, we jump to Hebrews chapter 11. And when we say faith is the things what? It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So which means that when the word faith is mentioned, what happens is we all begin to what? Aspire for the Lamborghinis. We aspire for great things. It is good. It is one aspect of faith. But today we want to touch in another facet of faith. We are talking about maintaining the faith. And when we talk about maintaining the faith, I want to give you, for the sake of time, I want to give you three descriptions of faith. Three descriptions of faith. We have the faith that you hope that everything you aspire for will come to fruition. That is also, that is what we know. So I'm not going to what? Talk too much about it. Then we have faith 
stems out of obedience. Faith that is stemmed out of obedience. Your obedience, your commitment to God, what brings our faith. Now, somebody may say, what is your proof? Now, when you read through the scripture, you read through the scripture, even in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read something in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. I'm sorry I couldn't give all the scriptures out. I'm sorry I was so, I was drawn into the service so I couldn't even write much. So please forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And I'm not used to writing scriptures before we start service. So I'm sorry, please forgive me. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. Can somebody read it for me please? So that we have a, a good service together. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Hebrews 11, 8, reading uh -huh. from the New King James. <clears throat> By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Okay, so he says what? By faith, Abraham obeyed. Hallelujah. So which means that it was through the obedience of Abraham, faith was generated. Which means faith was generated through the obedience or the submission of Abraham. So which means that it's very important as children of God that we don't only have to ask for certain things, but our submission also what brings obedience. Somebody may say, oh, just well, it's just one incident. But let's look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 9. For the sake of time, it talks about a Roman centurion who went to Christ. And when he went to Christ, Bible says that he had a child. And the child was sick. And when the child was sick, he was, he was compelled to go to Christ. Now, a Roman centurion who was somebody who was in the army. Now, when he was in the army, the Bible says he had approached Christ. And when he approached Christ, he told Christ about the child being sick. Now, Christ was in the process of what? Walking to this man's domain. And he said something. He says, I'm a man under authority. Jesus did not rebuke this man. I'm a man under authority. I said what? Go. And people go. I said, people, come, and they come. Therefore, what? Speak your word. So which means, and Jesus says something, he says what? I have never seen such a faith. Which means that we are also talking in, in regards to what? Submission. So submission in this term, Jesus what? Classify that as faith. Now, let's give you another, somebody may say this is only for men. Let's go to the women. Bible says there was a woman who was sick, whose child was sick, went to Christ. And when he went to Christ, Bible says that he asked, he wanted to have the attention of Christ. And Jesus gives this woman a strange answer, which is out of the norm. He says, I do not come for what dogs. But guess what happened? Bible says in the middle of it, this woman worship God, submission. Worship God in submission. And after worshiping God, it says, even the dogs eat the crumbs. And Bible says, Jesus also responded, I have never seen what? 
Faith. Which means that submission, your submission, your total obedience to Christ. Promote faith. But that is not what I'm going to talk about today. I am talking about the third aspect of faith when you have to what? maintain your faith to Christ. Because if you don't maintain your faith to Christ, my question to you and to me is this. What if your faith is to own pass? What if your faith is to own a marriage? What is your faith to own a great home? And after all these things, you have lost your faith with Christ and you cannot present yourself on the last day to Christ. And that is what we want to talk about. Maintaining the faith to the end. Maintaining the faith to the end. Because at the end, when you maintain the faith, he's going to say, Thou good and what? Faithful. It is your faith that will prompt the word thou good and faithful servant. So it is important that we have to what? Maintain the faith. Now, let me give you a little background of Daniel chapter 3. Bible says, or Bible theologians makes us to understand that in 605 BC before Christ, I'm not going to bore you with all that. There was, a, there was something that happened. The people of Israel had disobeyed God. And they were taken to Babylon. And when they were taken to Babylon for slavery, something happened there. They took the, the vessels in the temple and had taken it to Babylon. But when they were going there, not only did they go with the, they went with men young men. And some of the men was called Daniel. One of them was called Daniel, which we all know them to be great men. They were called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Bible says that these people happened to be in Babylon. But if they'd been to Babylon, they could have done things their own way. But they decided that they were going to do things their own way. They decided to what? Stand in the middle of their faith to promote the faith that they believe in. And that is what we want to talk about today. Hallelujah. So now let's read Daniel chapter 3, 11. We're going to read from 11. Can somebody read it for me, please? Daniel chapter 3, verse 11 down, please. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Mm -hmm. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. These men, O king, mm -hmm. have not paid due regard to you. Mm -hmm. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image mm -hmm. which you have set up. Mm -hmm. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image mm -hmm. which I have set up? Mm -hmm. Now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, mm -hmm. harp, lyre, and psalm tree, mm -hmm. and symphony with all kinds of music, mm -hmm. and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, mm -hmm. good. 
But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Mm -hmm. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? Mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. I will stop over here. Bible says there was a man by name Shadrach. There is a man by name Meshach. There is a man by name Abednego. And this man was facing a king whose providence, I mean, he was reigning. And when he's reigning in that providence, he had made a decree. And when he had made the decree, everybody was adhering to the decree. Now, when everybody was adhering to the decree, which means that if you violate this king, your head can be chopped off. And guess what? They were doing it privately. But there happened to be somebody else who was observing them, not minding their own, his business, his own business. So went to the king, and when he went to the king, he said, Oh, king, some of the times I, I get bothered by people who come, and they come in the name of praising you, but they have their own agenda. He says, Oh, king, live for long. Live for long. Now, the kings then had, they had the attention and says what? Now, did you make a decree? King, did you make a decree? My question is this. Are you asking the king? And why didn't you go to any other source? But rather, you went to the king. It's not what we are going to talk about. That will be a subject to discuss later. But it says, did you make a key, a decree that when everybody, when the, the sound is made, everybody have to what? Bow. Now, if you had really made a decree, there are some Jews who have what? Decided not to what? Adhere to your command. So Bible made us to understand that the king invited them. And when he invited them, this is what they said. They said, king, we don't have, we cannot what, address, we cannot answer this matter. We don't have to deal with this matter. This matter, we will not address this matter with you. It takes somebody who is what, who is strong in his faith to decide or to decipher where they are going to what, defend their faith and why they will not defend their faith. They knew who they, they are in Christ. And since they know who they are in Christ, they decided that, listen, there are certain times we don't have to defend it. As a child of God, you need to understand that people, when people come to question your Christianity, as a child of God, you have to let them understand that this is a stand I have taken. My faith in God is so secured that nothing can deter me from it. Not, I will bow to them today and go back and apologize. Hallelujah. Amen. They said what? King, this is a place that you cannot what? Touch. Because we have already made up our mind. Child of God, 
have you really made up your mind for God? Because if you have really made up your mind for God, it will be tested. It will be tested. There is something somebody may say that, oh well, it's only Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who went through this. So it's the Old Testament. Because sometimes people normally say, oh, it's Old Testament. So since it's Old Testament. But I one time understood it a Jewish rabbi for some years. And that man made a prolific statement when I went to the synagogue. He said something, he says, there is something about Christians that they, they hold on to the New Testament, but they don't believe the Old Testament. And I said, what do you mean? And he says that, Everything that is in the Old Testament is in the New Testament. Because that is the foundation of it. So I sat down and I thought about it. I said, yes, you're right. So he says, then why don't we believe, don't you, have you guys held on to the New Testament and rather not, and not holding on to the Old Testament? And I just said, maybe they don't know. They don't know. But today we want to look at it from the side of the New Testament and from the side of the what? Old Testament. When we read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, Paul said something. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Paul says something. He says, I have fought a good fight. Listen to this. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. And guess what? What happens there? And I have kept the faith. Which means that after you have fought every fight under you need to fight as a child of God. You have to make sure that you will finish what? The race. And not only are you going to finish the race, but what? You must what? Keep the faith. Because when you don't keep the faith, what happens? You cannot. You are not classified as finishing the race. Hallelujah. So, as Paul is saying that, Paul was making emphasis on the fight. Now, my question to you and to me is this. Is there a good fight and a bad fight? Which fight is good? And which fight is bad? It's not, Apostle Paul was not talking about the fight that you go outside and point somebody. But Apostle Paul is talking about the fight about the storms of life that comes your way. He considered that to be a good fight. And as he considers that to be a good fight, which means that that was one of the things that propelled him to what? Go ahead in life. And for him to go ahead in life, he has to make sure that he, he saw something positive about it. And after seeing something positive about it, he decided that, listen, I am still going to what? Maintain my course. But the end result was what? To keep the faith. Mm. 
Beloved of God, I don't know what is coming your way. And sometimes those things might be taunting you. But it is my prayer that you and I will keep the faith. Because keeping the faith to the end will justify our travel with Christ. There are so many things that are coming our way. There are so many things that are thrown from every corner. But today, if you and I will still keep the faith, if you still go and fight on, if you will still labor on, it will still, if you will still hang in there a little longer, just for the sake of keeping the faith. Now, Apostle Paul did not only end there, but he told, he told his son Timothy, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He says, now he's, telling, he's talking to his son, he says, fight the good fight of what? Faith. Why? Because why? He himself have what? Fought the fight. And he knows that that fight was good. So now he's talking to his son, Timothy, he says what? Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on what? Eternal life. To which you have been called. Beloved of God, our fighting on this earth, if we miss out on this fight, if we miss out on our call as children of God, we are losing out on our faith. I don't know what you are going through. And maybe those things will be taunting you. Then you say to yourself, I am tired of this. But today I'm here to encourage you to encourage ourselves that let us fight this good fight. Let us push on. Let us press on. Because when you fight to the end, just for the sake of our faith, for what you believe, for the trust you have in God, you will hold on. If only you will hold on. Things may not be right at home, but believe God. Things may not be right at your job place, believe God. The, the picture you envision, that picture is not going the way you expected. Hold on. Hold on to your faith because that is the confidence you have in Christ. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. Don't let those things deter you from going on in life. Now, when we read 2 Chronicles chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, he says what? There is something he says over there. We use that most of the time for communion. But he says what? Examine yourself. 
to see whether you are in the what? Faith. So now you can see that all the scriptures we are talking about, all we are trying to do is what? Making sure that we keep the faith to the end. Because keeping the faith to the end would, would what? We what? Affirm our belief for God. Keeping the faith to the end. Keeping the faith to the end. Child of God, I, I can overemphasize on this. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But if only you will hold on a little while longer. Maybe you've heard some news that the news that you've heard, that news have, I mean, it's truly off balance. And the news and the source that that news is coming from, it looks so convincing that you are setting yourself, listen, if this is the thing, you know what? Forget this. Please. You are not taking this journey for man. You are taking this journey for God. And for the sake of the faith. For the sake of the faith. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, I just want to jump to why do we have to? Why the need? Why the need? Why the need? When you read Job chapter 1 verse 8, now I'm going to speed up. Job chapter 1 verse 8, it says what? Faith. Job, because of Job's faith in Christ, God was what? Able to what? Boast on him. Which means that our faith in Christ, being tenacious in Christ, will what? Prompt God to what? Boast on him, on you. My question to you and to me is this. Are you faithful enough for God to even call the, the devil to tempt you? Is your faith strong enough that God will prompt the devil to say, have you considered my servant George? How strong is your faith? So number one, your faith or your faithfulness of God to God will prompt God to even what? Boast on you. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, our faith in God determines the trust we have for him. If you have faith in God, whatever comes your way, you will still what? Stand strong and still have what? Have that trust in God. Job chapter 13 verse 15. Job says, though he slays me, yet I will do what? I will what? Trust him. Another word for trust is what? Faith. Which means that before you can give your, you can trust somebody, you must have that confidence in the person that, listen, I am sold out to this person in any way that regardless of whatever comes my way, I, I am not turning back. I am still leaning on this person. Because I trust him that he will what? 
take me out or see me through. So Job says, though he what slays me, yet I will trust him because what? He has that faith in him. He had that faith in him. Number three. Faith makes us to face our giant. Faith makes us to face our giant. Daniel chapter 3, 13 to 14. Bible says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did what? They were able to face the king based on the faith they have in God. They were able to face the king because of what? The trust they have in him. The fourth point, faith makes us bold. Because another word for faith is confidence. Faith makes us bold. It doesn't matter what happens. If you, are, you have that faith in God, even when things are against all odds, you are still confident. Because, beloved of God, things are not going to get any easy. I'm sorry to say this. Our Christian walk is not going to get any easy. Who knew that a day will come that you meet somebody and you have to give them an air hug? Did you envision that? That you have to sit away from your own brother or sister in the faith? If you have faith in God, if you still have faith in God, you will still press on. Hallelujah. Number five, faith proves our faithfulness to God. Faith proves our faithfulness to God. Now let's read Daniel chapter 3 verse 17. Daniel chapter 3 verse 17. Can we have it on the board please? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. We have no need. There is no need because God speaks out for himself. And when he speaks out for himself, we don't have to defend our God. Rather, we have to work. Our faith in him must be strong. Which means that when you have faith in God, God will have to what? Defend himself. All you need is to what? Be in a line with him. And let God do his work. Yes, things will be thrown around. But you are still what? Because you have that faith in God, you are not moved. There is a song that we used to sing in Ghana. We shall not be moved. We are just like a tree planted by the streams of water. Because we are planted by the water, which is Christ, we are not moved. Because our faith in him 
is so strong. We know that he is our source. He is our source. And if somebody is your source, you don't care. You sleep and you sleep. When others are awake, wondering about how to protect their money or where to move their money here and there, you know that your God, who is your provider, will still provide. Because why? God is with you. Number six. Faith will never be on our terms. Faith will never be on our terms. Verse 17. Let's read the 17, the B part. I don't want to read it. My sister, can you read it for me, please? Seventeen. Three seventeen. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, mm -hmm. and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Mm -hmm. But if not, let it be known to you, uh -huh. O king. Now, the faith... My sister, please, let's pause over there. Faith will never be on your terms. It's not going to come the way you expect it. But God is always on time. All you have to do is be what? Faithful. Or be in faith. He says, we know that our God, even if he does not show up, we will still not bow. Show up. We will still know what bow. You have your faith must be so strong in the way that you don't even have to have a second or automatic for Christ. That what if he doesn't come? Then you know what I have to be. Today we are not preaching; we are just talking. So your faith will not come on your terms. Or things will not come on your terms. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to the next point. Faith will make you not to compromise or will not make you to compromise for what you believe. When you have faith in God, you will never compromise. Let's go to verse 12. Verse 12 of uh, Daniel chapter 3. Verse 12. Therefore, there are certain Jews who have set, you have set over the affairs, which means these are people who have stand in the society. They could have said that, you know what? We will just, because of the stand or the position we have, but child of God, if you have faith in God, or your faith is strong in God, it does not matter your standing in Christ, uh, in the society. You, you will still not compromise. You will still not compromise. Because why? God first before anything else. God first before anything else. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to the next point. For the sake of time, I'm gonna, we have 25 points on this, but I'm just going to take a few more and we'll be done and we'll be praying. Now, faith always bring the fourth man. Faith always brings the fourth man. Faith always brings the fourth man. Let's read verse 25. Let's read verse 25. Verse 25. Can you, can you read it for me, please? I don't want to read it. Look, he answered, I see four men loose. Now, there were three people that were thrown in there. But the fourth person shows up. Child of God, if, you're, if you would just be strong in your faith, in the end, God or Christ will be waiting for you at the end. Amen. He will be waiting for you at what? At the end. Because he does not expect you to be here. Rather, he expects you to be there. And therefore, he's waiting for you at the end. And he's begging you to come. When your faith is strong in him, he will show up. show up. He will show up. He will never leave you hanging. He will show up. He will show up. I want to bring um, two things, two points, and then we'll be done. Faith brings the stand of others to question. Faith will bring others stand. Will bring others stand to question. They questioned themselves and said, didn't we put, in verse 25, didn't we put three men? They will second guess themselves. Didn't we put three men? Didn't we put three men? How come we see four? The last point. Faith bends others. What will burn others? Faith will protect you. What will kill others who don't have the faith? Because of your faith, you'll be protected. Let's read verse 27. Let's read verse 27. Can you read it for me, please, my sister? Read this, read it for me. And the satraps and the ministers, governors and the king's counselors, counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. Mm-hmm. The hair on their head was not singed, nor were, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of the fire was not Look at this. Up. That is also one thing. Listen, when you have faith in God, you will go through whatever you are going through, but you will not look like it. You will go through whatever everybody is going through. Others will come out injured, but you will come out strong. And as a matter of fact, it will not be a smell on you. 
because what will kill others is going to make you what strong. If only you be resilient for God. He says what? Even their garment did not smell it. In closing, there was a lady who went to his pastor, to her pastor, and told the pastor, Pastor, I quit this church. And the pastor asks, Why are you quitting the church? He says, The men cannot zip their pants, they go out with anything. The women gossip too much. And the children, oh my God, I can't stand them. After he finished speaking, then the pastor said, I'm going to give you an assignment. I'm going to give you an assignment. Fetch a glass of water and come to me. This lady fetched a glass of water and came. And he says, run around the church for three times. Come with a glass full. The lady did it. And make sure that the water did not spill. And the pastor asks the lady, when you were running, did you hear these people? He said, no. Because my focus was not to spill the water. And the pastor said, yes. Because your glass is getting empty. Because you are focusing on every other thing that is going on. Child of God, there is no perfect church. There is no perfect church. But we have a perfect God. There is no perfect church. But we have a perfect God. If only you make sure that your glass of water will still remain full. And that is your faith. That is the confidence you have in God. Can you stand to your feet please? Today, Maintaining your faith. Maintaining your faith. Above all else, maintaining your faith. There is a song I've been singing. I don't know whether somebody can help me. There is a race I must run. There are victories to be won. Give us power to be true. There is a race I must run. There are victories to be won. Give us power to be true. Every hour we need the power of God. It's heavenly if you can sing it for us. We are going to use that to pray. There is a race that we must run. There are victories to be won. There is a race. I am a There are victories to be won. Give me power 
Oh, my God. 